So yeah, uh, so yeah, apropos it, of nothing, uh, uh, you're just talking about fashion. Yeah, talking about fashion. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I'm working in fashion now, so I'm using that as an excuse to like figure out what my style is. And uh, it's been nice because I have bosses who I can kind of give me a thumbs up or thumbs down, and I can like try shit. Um, That's so nice. It's like, really great. And I, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm becoming a little too reliant on it. Like, I, I wonder if I stop working in fashion, if I'll still be able to keep it up. But I do know, the one thing I do know is I, orange is my color, my man. All right. I'm a man of orange. You're a man of orange. Wait, do you, did you do the skin tone thing where it's like, oh, I'm earth tone. I'm, I'm a winter. I'm a. Uh, well, to be honest, the- I mean, I've, I've put, I, I, I have had a little bit of thought of this before going to this job and it's just kind of like, I'm, I'm just like jumping old ideas, but I, I do feel like I have known I've liked it when I wear, I can, I actually do like brighter colors better than like light. Like I'm not an earthy color guy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like wearing jewel, uh, jewel tones. I, I think, but that's another thing where it would be nice to have constant feedback from like people very up to speed because I've yeah, spent most nice. of my life just like oblivious to it's pretty nice. So it's, yeah, it's been a thing where it's like as a hobby, sometimes I try to make sure that I dress decently. Well, one thing too, that I want to get into during the summer season is I want this to be my year of a little bit more Hawaiian shirt action. Hell yeah. And uh, that seems like a dangerous game. I feel like you can really fuck, you can really pick sh- bad Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, I was going to say, like, when I didn't know how to dress well, I wore Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, so it's nice to have, like... And some- sometimes shirts with an anime screen print on them. <laughs> that only that. my dad's work friends would say was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's nice. I, I, It's nice that I can go into the Hawaiian shirt game and have some thumbs up and thumbs down. I, I've got some people who can let me know if it's tacky or if it's fucking rad. Yeah. This is like people who want to like get in shape by doing those mountain runs that take like all day. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to trial by fire. I'm going to make fashion forward. People think my Hawaiian shirt drip is good. Yeah. I got to keep, keep trying, keep trying new Hawaiian shirts and I'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> I've already got one that I think I've, I've already got one Hawaiian shirt that's got the approval. So we'll see what pride goeth before the fall. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I think we last recorded in January, January 21st. Gee, has it been four weeks? Maybe. Did we record on a... That's one, two... Yeah, it is four weeks. Damn. There you go. Yeah, we, gotta, we gotta fucking catch up. You were gonna say something else about Hawaiian shirts? Oh, yeah, no, I mean, I just thought it's funny because, like, you know, previously I'm clearly a person who has no fucking clue what is fashionable. Like, I, I don't know how to dress myself. And so, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's... I would love to, uh, now that I'm in fashion and I, I can like cheat and have my bosses tell me what to wear. I just want to give a friend who's traditionally more fashionable than me advice. Like I want to tell them that the, their shoes suck. So this is not about uplifting your fellow no, like uh, fashion, uh, neophytes. No, this is about uh, like, it's a revenge story. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. So somebody who thinks they're good at fashion, you want to correct them being like, <laughs> Nobody wears wingtips anymore, yeah. Stan. Yeah, I try to give like one passive aggressive, like that shirt. Mm-mm. 
I honestly do. I think success will make me a worse person. <laughs> I mean, this this tracks from the time when you got a job and then you're like, I'm rich, bitch. I know. Yeah. And you're just like immediately I, like I guarantee, a caricature. I guarantee success will make me worse. All right. Do we use a, the Pikachu or do we use the Mario Odyssey collector's coin? Well, you got to use that Mario Odyssey collector's coin. All right. Yeah. I don't see. I, I hope. I'm going to become a fucking nightmare if I ever become successful. <laughs> but just to be clear, I, I'm understanding this, that you're doing it because it, it would be funny. It would be, yeah, a little Not bit. Not because you're actually a jerk. Um, A little bit of, I mean, I think a tiny bit. I think I would like, I think sometimes I just have a low filter and like, I do feel like if I feel like, if I feel powerful, I'm going to say it. If that makes sense? Yeah. Without realizing that maybe that you shouldn't like. Be like, hey, I, yeah, I'm fucking successful. In that. Like, you know, like I, I, I don't know. Yeah, but, maybe, but also sometimes I do let, if something's funny, I do justify being a kind of a dickhead if it's funny. Is this because you were both a little and a big brother growing up? Maybe. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> okay. don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Why, I don't know why I'm like this. Hey, this is the, <laughs> now you're playing with podcast, the podcast. Oh yeah. I've got the coin. Uh, the podcast oh, yeah, can... where we go, me and Weston, we read all hey. the Nintendo Power magazines one volume at a time brett uh, and i read all the nintendo power magazines yeah we read them. sometimes with friends sometimes with friends sometimes by ourselves sometimes we talk about the enemies. magazines sometimes we don't talk about it kind of all over the place and we're currently on volume 45 and we're in the year of 1993 february hey which which of our guests that we've had so far would you say is your nemesis is my nemesis yeah uh, um so i think it's very obvious that george He's, your, he's my nemesis. nemesis. Yeah. Okay. So, because uh, nobody roasts me as frequently and as completely as he, he does. He roasted pretty hard last time. Yeah. Uh, he, I feel he, like I almost, maybe I'm nemesis with him as well. Uh, and maybe he's, he's just so contrarian. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um, I feel like Andy would be a fun nemesis. Yeah. I can see you guys being nemesis. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I, could, I, could, okay. I mean, I think realize, I think genuinely maybe me and Chase, because I think we're both like competitive and we actually do have like a bit of a, brotherly yeah punch each other in the face kind of thing you guys have known each other for a very long time you know each so. other i think we we both have kind of like a yeah a, a brotherly uh want to fuck the other person over kind of thing yeah george george and i haven't i mean we, we've known each other for like what six seven years now so it's been a while yeah but not as long perhaps as like a you and chase however well maybe maybe i mean maybe, oh yeah when did you guys i meet? mean we we met we really became friends in Los Angeles. So I mean, oh, I I, maybe I it has reason. Maybe it's, it's like, like four or five years. I it's think. not the length of time. You, may, maybe there's a middle ground. Yeah, well, it's, like, it's also like living together and like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You're doing comedy with doing the other person. The you, person. You very quickly are like, I can see into your soul and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I am unhappy I have that notes. I'm next to you. Um, so yeah. Okay. So that's, that's, that's the podcast. Uh, uh, yep, thanks for listening. That's the episode. <laughs> Uh, let, hey, let's get into this magazine. Uh, and I'm like, I have a mixed reaction about the uh... the cover. All right, the cover for People this one me. is a uh, is the Adams Family Pugsley's Pugsley's Scavenger Hunt. Yeah, which, uh, I don't go fuck. Yeah, I don't remember a lot about this game. I will reiterate that the Adams Family is great, and I, yeah, this is the I need, I need to watch it. This is like a spinoff of the uh, cartoon that came into existence because of the Barry Sonnenfeld movies. Ah, uh, okay. We'll talk about it a little more later. I don't have a whole, yeah. I don't remember yeah. anything. About I mean, this game. I wish I had. I wish I had opinions about Adams Family because again, I feel like it's something I could like. Because again, I love silly spooky. 
it's it's very I know I'd, it's I, very silly spooky. I'd probably have a f- those we, movies rule, dude, man. What if we had a Adam's Family night, we made some popcorn, watched oh, the Adam Family movie, have some buddies over, and just have a spooky night. The other thing on the cover, apparently, there's a new Star Fox comic. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's a new Star Fox comic. I uh, I mean, I've already read it. It's yeah. So I mean, I read you read the whole thing. I just read the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So have I. It's great. Yeah, we should talk. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about that. So apparently, because uh, like the comics have been what I've liked the most. The next one is the Metroid, and I think that's like the last one for a while. Oh, I vaguely, you know what? Yeah, I think I had at least read part of that from when I had a subscription. Yeah, so it's that, and then apparently there's a Blast Corpse one a, a, a bit later. That's okay, it. Okay. Which is well, like, yeah, who cares? Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I, I say as soon as we read the Metroid one, we rank them. Does rank, the blast rank core, the comics? Does the blast core one include the uh, the plot point that the reason the nuclear waste truck is on a rampage is because the radiation has killed the drivers in the cabin? <laughs> no, that's not in the comic. I don't know. It's that, in the video that, game. That, that, that's the plot of the video game. Really? I can't believe I remember that. That that's crazy. You remember? I don't remember anything about like the plot of Ocarina of Time, but I can tell you the plot of Blast Core. <laughs> <laughs> mailbox mailbox uh, yeah where people send in letters uh, uh it, it's i i should acknowledge the the interstitial says mailbox but it, it is technically called player's pulse i think we've said that before but it's still called player's pulse and we don't call it that so yeah i really i read this a long time ago at this point because we were going to record then we canceled i think that's like right that. i don't we, remember because we were tired we had a lot going on. Yeah, we were tired. You had to like go to another country. I had to go to another country. Uh, so I don't remember. I really, I, all I wrote was, I don't remember what my note was. Like I, I said, nice job. <laughs> like, divert, <laughs> That's it? I, I said, my, I don't even know what this note means. It's, I said, nice job diverting to square. I no idea what that means. Oh, so the last, I, I read all this stuff today because uh, that's when I went through the magazine. And the very last letter is from guy named Peter Barnes in Portland, Orr, and he's like, hey, I heard Final Fantasy 3 isn't going to be coming to the U.S. They already have Final Fantasy 5 in Japan. Clearly, like, already confused about the numbering <laughs> differences. <laughs> that, that was a nightmare. Yeah, because he's not talking about the NES Final Fantasy 3, I don't think, but he doesn't... He, he and, and they say, like, hey, it sounds like Square is going to bring Final Fantasy 5 over as Final Fantasy 3 here, which they didn't. They bring over 6 as yeah. 3. And the rest is history. And then they're like, hey, why don't you fucking, here's Square's home address. Why don't you go there? <laughs> and, and they give him the mailing address for their office, which is also in Redmond. So it's like in some other office park. Yeah. Very, <laughs> yeah, very funny to be like, oh, they just, uh, okay. Yeah, I remember this now. So yeah, they were like, yeah, uh, not our problem. Hey, hey, man, I, I hear this girl really likes you. Here's her home address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, you, should, you should go talk to her. I think uh, I think hats off to them for uh, 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 pushing the problem to someone else. Uh, I mean that that numbering is a real nightmare. I recently was talking to a coworker who was talking about how much he likes Final Fantasy three, and I was having to be like, "Well, it's actually Final Fantasy six And I was like, oh, "I gotta shut the fuck up. <laughs> I gotta shut the fuck up." Uh, they're they're right though. Three is so good. I, the yeah. opera scene. I know. Yeah, I. That was you can body slam a train. That was a tough conversation. I, I, I had to be annoying and nerdy for a second. There's an evil murder clown as the main villain. I got. I, I need to beat that one. 
I only ever got to the world of ruin. And then I, I guess I could go play one of the newer translations because I played it on the SNES at the time. Yeah. Well, uh, there is another letter here from George Sanchez in Miami, uh, Fla, And he says that, uh, a hurricane hit, which this might've been hurricane Andrew, uh, mm-hmm. cause that was 1992 and it, Hurricane Andrew tore up Florida. Like they, mm-hmm. they got it bad. Yeah. Uh, from this early 90s hurricane. And I guess they hit out from the hurricane in the family car in the garage during the hurricane, which doesn't sound very safe um, in part because you hear lots of uh, tremendously sad stories of people who call emergency services during a hurricane trapped in their car as it's yeah. sinking underwater. Oh, that's nice. That's spooky. That's super dark. Should I leave that in the podcast? Uh, well, I don't know. You say, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. Keep it in. I don't know. It's not crazy. This I is mean, a thing you know, that happens. That's part of life. It's a part of life. Yeah. It's you know, impo- we we got to look at, we got to, we got to acknowledge the darkness. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, well, in George's case, that didn't happen. I'm <laughs> thrilled to report. And also his Super Nintendo survived a flood. That would be sad if this letter was like, wow, that was, <laughs> it was like <laughs> the version of that phone call was this no. letter to Nintendo. I'm just worried about my super. <laughs> you really need to get out of your car. Get onto the roof of your car. I remember I had a, as a kid, there was a big tornado in Texas and my friend was really worried because his dad was like, on, like not home. He was like on his way home. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being a little kid who didn't understand that scope. And I just was like, dude, don't worry about all the Mario parties with me. So like, I've got all my Mario Party games, so we're good. You can play Mario Party with me. That's incredibly cute. And he kept on saying, like, I'm so worried about my dad. I'm like, dude, don't worry. Got all the Mario Party games. That's amazing. Oh, my God. That's so adorable. <laughs> uh, kids. Oh, that's great. Little kids. That's a, that's a fantastic. Like, that's way better than like, oh, I pushed my sibling out of a tree and now they're like really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, is like also a thing that happens with kids. <laughs> yeah. No, I, you know, I probably did stuff that, like that to my little brother. Yep. I had a little sister. I yeah. pushed her down the stairs. Yeah. And, like, I, and I feel like I, I don't really remember being like, I feel like if I was a dick, I just was, I, you know, it's. I, I probably don't remember it because I was probably like, oh, well, I don't remember, I want to remember being a dick. Yeah. You remember when you were kind and yeah. supportive yeah, let's of remember your that. dad when he was afraid of a hurt, uh, <laughs> of tornado. <laughs> um, there's also, hey, you remember the band Trickster? Yep. You do? I, I do a little bit. Yeah. So, so this was a hair, hair metal, metal band. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of came in right when grunge was hitting the scene. So Trickster. Yeah. Poor old Trickster. Their, their timing was not great, but they, they got to go on tour. They had a little bit of fame and uh, they had a Nintendo themed contest where they got to hang out. And yeah, we get to see uh, the winners of this. So it was these two girls, uh, Debbie, see, Debbie and Lori got to hang out with Trickster. And uh, during during the and play Game Boy with them, I guess. Hmm. Which is kind of all I have to say about that. But you yeah. know what Game Boy makes me think of? What have you seen the the trailer for that Tetris movie? No. It's so it first of all, it's not fiction. <laughs> I don't think it is the true story of how Tetris got brought to the U.S. and or the hmm. global market. And uh, there there is a scene in the trailer where they are getting a secret preview of the Game Boy. Oh, it looks so good. Huh, that sounds Ugh! um okay. That sounds like a bold movie. I don't know. I don't. I'm not positive. But that sounds interesting to me. There's like <laughs> some like car chases and action shit in there, and I'm like, that, okay, yeah, I don't. No, I don't think that happens. Now I'm in. I don't think the Tetris thing was that exciting. But what if I was wrong? What if it was? Huh? How yeah, would I, I know? know. I, I wasn't there. I Damn. was in Texas. 
Pushing my sister out of trees pushing and downstairs. Her, pushing, pushing her out of trees. Damn, that's great. I, I, no, I want to, I got to watch that trailer. We got the Mario movie, the Tetris movie, video game movies. Good. Video yeah. game movies are coming back. Uh, I also just watched a talk John Romero gave. The, so that's not really a movie, but it was, you know, it's like half an hour. Pretty much. Ta- talking about making video games in the 90s. Last of Us TV show. Good. People like it. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but people. <laughs> I, I hear good things also. <laughs> I haven't watched it for other reasons. Uh, Wait, did you give Arcane. me the coin for the next? Arcane. Arcane good. is so good. Why, what's your other reasons of not watching The Last of Us show? Um, it reminded me too much of how traumatic my real life was when I originally watched the playthrough of the game. Oh, okay. So you've got like, you've got like sour. I wonder if that'll. It was like, I'll be okay eventually, but I don't want to deal with this right was now. That, was, that your, was that the bad ex? Yes. <laughs> Snap. BK. All right, we're at Cybernator. Hey, it's, Cybernator. It's some robot game. I mean, the art looks, it's, it's very like manga. Like, he looks kind of like a Cylon. It's it's giant robot game. Yeah, giant robot game. I, I really don't have it's, any it, thoughts on this. I played this game. Yeah. It's great. Do you like it? It's, uh, it's a side-scrolling game that's got a kind of unusually technical control style. Like you can set your robot to just slide on its feet across surfaces. Is this an NES game? SNES. It's a SNES game. Okay. Pretty, yeah, it, it's like this kind of interesting, technically complex side-scroller that's kind of... I believe it's become a cult classic. Is it like one of those ones where like every level it's kind of like it's a lot of like variety? Yeah, I don't I have not beaten that first level very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, my understanding is there's like space levels and stuff and you know, you have like multi, you have a fist that can punch and like some kind of gun and some kind of missile thing. I don't know. Uh give Cybernator a shot. I'm pretty sure you can get it on um PlayStation 4. Okay. I believe they did a did a pack where they released the game re-released the game. Cool. So good for them. All right. Hell yeah. Harley's humongous adventure. <laughs> uh he's small. It's 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 the original grounded. Wing Commander. Hey, uh I like the Wing Commander series. Yeah, this feels like a game you would like. <laughs> oh, what does that mean? <laughs> What a barbed comment. I don't know, just spaceship. That's true. I think, uh, hard to please. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's like one part visual novel, one part space dog fighting. Um, yeah. The important thing here is this uh, this feature gives you some very important life tips, which are, you know, like how to do a, a strafing run against a large target. Yep. For example, to, this is like stuff that you, every... How to do slide attacks. Yeah, everybody should know this stuff. You know, it's like, like pull out to four clicks... It's like you start using your missiles at two. What love language are you? I'm, I'm destroying major targets this month. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm a slide attack guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's on track. <laughs> yeah, you get you got to know how how do you how do you get the resupply ship without getting attacked? You know, the space space stuff. Fucking, I wish we were in space. You say that now, but if we're in space, then like you know, a tiny pebble could kill us. Yeah, did I? And also, did I ever tell you a moment of like? I was playing Mass Effect and I had a moment where I'm like, man, how cool would it be if I was like in a world where I could just like go to different planets and stuff? Oh, yeah. And then I had a moment where I'm like, wait a minute, I have never done any effort to travel and I've just sat in my room, played video games my entire life. I would absolutely do the same thing. I'd just be like in <laughs> VR. <laughs> I would not utilize that at all unless work made me. Yeah. Like if you're not already going to other cities and stuff. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's like 
oh, suddenly I would go if it was other planets. No, it would be probably more work. So I'd absolutely not. And I bet video games would be even cooler. So I, yeah, I, I would all, uh, yeah, come on. You know, what's going to happen. Oh, no, I'm not cultured. You're, you're going to get super pumped about going to space Palm Springs. You get, you're going to get there and you're going to be like, wait, this is just a retirement community with like some cool stuff. I do want to travel. Palm Springs is cool. I do want to travel. It's also like two hours away. It's really easy to get to. I need to, go to, I need to do more Europe. Yeah, hey, I want to go to Amsterdam. Europe is dope. I would to love Amsterdam. to go to Amsterdam. I go to Amsterdam. I'm jealous of your Paris trip. I want to spend more time in Paris. Paris is fucking dope. Uh, it made me just think like walkable cities are so much better, dude. I want to go to Austria. Oh, walkable. Yeah. Yeah. That's like all of Europe is just like so good, walkable, dude. Good. It's crazy. When you rode like the subway, right? Like, no, I, just wa- I literally just walked an hour and it was like fucking a fun time the entire time. Oh, dude. All those cities like just transit. You just get on the train okay, great tra- and you get yeah, anywhere you get in like train. an hour. That's great. Uh, it's so good. I want to go, go to, to I want to go to Vienna, London. Everyone is no. Hang, hang on. You don't like London? How many listeners do we have in London right now? I don't now? know. Fuck London. <laughs> Fuck London. Londoners are whiny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's like even like French people. Like I, you know, like my waiters were rude, but that's on that's on brand though. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's on brand. That's on brand. Berliners are rude. Yeah, no, that's. I want to go to um, Vienna because there's like. It's like a Marriott there that the hotel bar, there's this electro crooner. This guy's like 200 years old. <laughs> I, I want to see him perform. <laughs> and honestly, I should probably go soon. Okay. Before, yeah, before. Jeopardy. Bam. Uh, this European people are rude to you if you try to speak English in their, yeah. in their capital city. All right. What is Paris? What is Paris? (laughs) (laughs) The Adams Family. uh, All right. Pugley's scavenger hunt. The big feature. uh, I wrote right away. I wrote my first note was, I like the art style. And then my second note was, wait, no, I don't. Why don't you like the art style? I don't know. I, 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 it looked really like dynamic in the first like picture they show. Right. And then like, as I scrolled, it became more like, it started to look more like a generic NES game. Does that make sense? Oh, you're talking about the art in the game. In the game. Yeah. The, the game looks pretty. It like looked interesting at first, but it's every page. It just got more and more generic. Yeah. The, the art in the game is nothing special. Uh, the cartoon, this is. Oh, you're thinking based cartoon. on. This is cool because this cartoon takes its inspiration for the characters, not from the live action movies. Comic, right? Yeah, but from the original comic. And I think that I I love the kind of classic Chaz Adams style Adams family. Um, Isn't the daughter, the Amy Adams, she's like in the news right now. Is there like an Amy Adams show or something? A Wednesday Adams. Wednesday Adams. Yeah, the Jen, Jen Ortega show. Amy Adams is the. <laughs> Amy, she's just an actress, she, right? She's the actress, right? <laughs> Lois yeah. Lane and. Superman yeah, is there, and is, there a, is there she is that is that Adams family related or is that a whole separate thing? Oh yeah, yeah it is. And um, I watched the first episode. I kind of liked it. They, they, uh, they're kind of Harry Pottering it, where they're putting her at a, a weird boarding school with like werewolves oh. and stuff. Um, uh, okay. and the Adams family is typically like the Adams family or the weird ones. And then it's like normal people come to try to steal their money and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, like, okay. So here's my pitch about this game is why, why are Adams family games never about like what makes the bits and like the movies and the comics charming where it's, there's an extended sequence at the beginning of Adams family values 
where Wednesday and Pugsley have a new infant baby brother that they are trying to kill. <laughs> and yeah. like, they're literally like they have a guillotine. They're trying to electrocute him. That's fun. I, they drop a cannonball on him. That's <laughs> like, good stuff. Yeah. And it's, and the parents are like, kids, what do you please stop? Well, I, I do feel like we're at a point where like, I mean, nowadays I feel like we're spoiled, like with indies, especially that we like assume like people can grab creative concepts and just make them into fun games. But I think back yeah. then that really didn't happen that often, right? You didn't really like, there was less bendiness to it. Yeah, this is just a licensing tie-in. And yeah. they, they don't, there's like, I don't know, platforming. It's never like, what are the Adams family actually about? What would like, make you feel like you're one of the Adams family? I feel like just there's like maybe at this point 20 developers who have viewed video games as art. And then the rest of them are like, all right, well, let's just churn it out. You know, honestly, it's kind of the the reverse now where it's like the stuff where it's kind of this joyless grind <laughs> is like the modern AAA game where it's yeah. like, hey, guess what? You're doing another Need for Speed. That's You're doing I, another Halo. That's what I felt about watch playing the Harry Potter game. I'm like, this is oh, just really? it. Like, I mean, it was fine. I, I heard that. It was yeah. cool, like getting to run around, but it just felt like it felt AI. It just, it's like that level of like, they need, they spent so much money on it. They have to make a game that everyone likes. And that, that yeah. point just becomes, it feels like an AI generator. It's just like, you're going to go, it go to the icon, do a little like wand wiggle. Fucking, I don't know. It just it makes it easy to skip, which is great. I, yeah, yeah. Con- considering. Yeah. Yeah. The new, uh, one thing I will say about the new Adams Family show is they cast Luis Guzman as Gomez Adams, and he looks more like the classic comic Gomez than anyone. Because like Sean Astin played like uh or not not Sean didn't Sean Astin um what's his face from the fel- uh Lord of the Rings movies? I don't John Astin is his I dad. Don't, I don't, okay. So like the '60s Adams TV show is like a handsome guy, yeah. like this kind of tall, yeah, yeah, svelte, yeah, 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 yeah. And like Raúl Julia yeah, like is the guy in the yeah. movie. Yeah, no, that's not Gomez. Gomez is Fester's brother. They're they're weird. They're weird little men. Okay. And, and I like when um you know like Luis Guzman like he just looks like cartoon like a uh, comic Gomez. It's great. Okay. All right. I'm in for that. I'm down. And is it um, Catherine Zeta Jones is yeah. Morticia? All right, yes, we can stop. <laughs> Fine. Where's the centerfold button? It's so early. Come on, hit it. Centerfold. Star Fox. Dude, I still have this centerfold. Yeah. This uh, this dope. So it's the Star Fox poster where they have the actual R-Wing miniature and the actual like weird-looking Star Fox puppets. I'm pretty jealous. This is a pretty sick poster. It's fucking dope. Yeah, kind of uh, like I mean, the best way to almost it, like it just kind of feels like it. It feels like it. It's not, but it feels like it has the icon, like the level of icon of 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 like a Star Wars poster. Like it seems very iconic. For yeah, reason, yeah. Even though I've never seen this thing before, their their marketing for Star Fox was extremely like the first Star Fox. Yeah, I think was extremely cool. Yeah, I was that funny that you like had like you still have this poster and stuff because like my main thing from just seeing this was I was curious on how the because uh, again, also with Nintendo making a new IP is always a pretty big deal. Like how how did little young Weston handle the start? Like were you pretty like in these like they were introducing 3D? It was a new IP. They're doing all this like cool marketing stuff. Were you like on board? Was it like a thing oh, yeah. you were excited about? Yeah, totally. I uh, yeah, we should talk about this now because the comic is next. Or no, no, it's not. Nestor is next. Nest- God damn it. Yeah, poison is Nestor. Uh, but you know the comic book does sound 
so, worms. So, yeah, I mean, the minute Star Fox showed up, like we had it, you know, at friends' houses and we were playing Star Fox and it was like, it was like this is fucking awesome. And if anything, it didn't feel that weird. Like, I feel like Mario 64 was the bigger, just like, what the hell is this? Yeah, but it, so it didn't really feel like this crazy, like, what is this? But it, it was just awesome. Yeah, and I wonder if that's because even in this era, because you have, uh, it's like old school driving games, like arcade games and stuff. Yeah. Like OutRun or whatever. Yeah, so there was already a little bit of pseudo 3D stuff, mm-hmm. like kind of like early, early 3D. Yeah, and like behind the back, Afterburner, like, you yeah. know, the Top Gun NES game even, where it's like you are going down this tunnel and there's enemies. Okay, so yeah, it's weird because sometimes you think of Star Fox as like, oh, this is like the innovation of like, of first big 3d game but in a way it's kind of yeah it's kind of like more of a mario bros 3 where it's like the polishing of that you've seen this and like you've seen worse versions of this and now yeah. finally you're playing one that like really actually delivers on the promise i'll say it again there's so many good just it, documentary style video essays out there um between no clip and other places on YouTube and so on and so forth. So if you want to like the story of how Star Fox came to be is pretty interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause uh, it was, is it Argonaut software in the UK? So it's a bunch of kids that grew up with Amigas and became programmers. Hmm. And there's this whole generation. Like I talked about that John Romero talk that I watched, which was super interesting. Yeah. And that crowd all, I mean, they, they were the kind of people that were like going to college campuses to get a hold of mainframes to program in basic. Mm-hmm. So that whole generation, like the Argonaut guys were able to do 3D on Nintendo consoles and Nintendo couldn't do it. Oh, that's so neat. they had to, yeah, they had them going over to Japan and collaborating on super FX chips. Whoa. So, so it is a really interesting okay, story. Cool. I would say it's more interesting than the game in yeah. some ways. Sure. Although I, I like, I like Star Fox and the boys. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Another, another fucking Nestor's adventures. Um, I don't, Sonic Blast Man was some of their game. I don't remember. I don't even know what that game is. That was um, that beat em up game. Oh, it's okay. So this was, this did, this, this Nestor's adventure did have, the most, and it's not a lot, but it was the most I liked to joke that they did. Which one was it? Um, it was, and again, I don't like, I don't want to like, this <laughs> not on record that I like this joke, but um, Sonic Blast Man, like they're this weird superhero guy. They're like introing him and he, how powerful he is and he can just dis- destroy a truck in one punch. Yeah. And, and he's actually punching the truck and like, the truck yeah, is just crumbling. punch and crumbles the entire truck. And then Nestor Cockley says, well, I can do that with two fingers. And we see him. Uh, with two fingers unplug the like <laughs> air thing on a tire and, and deflate it. Yeah, I I, I like that joke that, too. That yeah. was the first joke that I read. I'm like, okay, I it is a joke. I don't hate it. I recognize this as a functioning this, comedy this, punchline. Yeah. Uh so that was the first joke that's registered with me for for this. Uh and then obviously it was followed up by 10 re- jokes that did not register, but you know they got they got me. I mean good good for them. There's really only two jokes in this entire comic, which is yeah. weird because rule of three and, you know, the entire history of comedy. Yeah. Uh, so the next the next joke is just, <laughs> hey, Sonic Blastman can defeat two enemies at once. And he punches two guys and Nestor's like, I, I can beat all of you guys at once. And they're all laughing at him. And it turns out Nestor has used a can of <laughs> nitrous oxide to poison these men. And they are all laughing on the floor. 
which is not really a joke. It's just Nestor doing a crime. He's going to poison people. Good for him, I guess. Aerobiz. This is a airplane company simulator. You don't want to talk about this, do you? Right, no, do, you have, do you have anything interesting on it? Uh, just a joke. You know, the, yeah, yeah throw, throw it out of me. Uh, there's a bit of advice in here that I don't think has any relevance to how actual airlines operate because it's like you have to spend money to make money. Don't skimp with your repair, ad, and service budgets. I'm pretty sure all of those budgets are skimped with by actual airlines, <laughs> which is how you get stuff, stuff like Southwest's huge disaster over the holidays and you know any number of other yeah i did uh flying tonight actual problems yeah they need to get they need to get their act together they gotta get their hey, act together. maybe we should send them this issue of nintendo power give them tips give them some tips okay so we're at a i would say a cooler segment yeah uh, this is neat i really like it it's it's called the unsung heroes of the nes and um uh, the premise of this is pretty much they say, hey, you know that Simpsons game you bought that fucking sucked? Well, you should have bought these games instead. And yeah. it's cool. I, they, they, I really appreciate it. They really set up this idea of like, uh, look, a lot of these games that sell well sometimes aren't great games. It's like these licensed games. And they're yeah. really trying to champion a lot of these like cool original IPs that just didn't sell because they don't have the brand behind them. And yep. Uh, and they are like all the ones that they list. I'm I, the way I wrote it is I think these are all the games Weston loves. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely like, a, a lot of of games from the NES that I really like. Yeah, so it's all the unsigned. Yeah, it's all the games that were like kind of like well, what would you call it? Like hidden darling. Like the what is there like cult, a term cult for that? Classics, cult classics, hidden darling, like overlooked gems. Uh, and I really do appreciate them like doing it officially in their magazine. Like I appreciate the like big dogs being like, hey, uh, normally you have to go to like some weird forum or something to find these, but it's cool that the real the real big Nintendo company is pointing these games out officially and they, and they make, and yeah. they're also picking good choices. I love, I mean, I love this for a bunch of reasons. One, it's cool of Nintendo to try to do right by these games because it, yeah. it's them being in love with good games and they want totally, good yeah. games to find an audience. Shadowgate. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> uh, Shadowgate didn't sell poorly. They put out three games of that in that style. But like, yeah, it's uh, the other thing that's weird about this article is it's basically like a how to market and distribute video games 101 article. Yeah, because they also describe like why certain games did like, yeah, it's weirdly there's a weird on top of this like cool championing these kind of like lost games is uh, they're all yeah, they're all, it's weirdly educational. Yeah, they're talking about how like a small company is going to really struggle to have the money to do a big commercial campaign. And they might struggle to get even one game into the Walmart assortment for the holidays or something. Yeah, it's been a while since I read this, but didn't they mention something about like how much like how marketing budget is actually like way more than the game, like making the game? And Yeah, they definitely talk about how like a big publisher can throw their weight behind it. And there's also like a thing where it's even the name of the the developer. Uh, you know, or the publisher, like a Konami or a Capcom is going to have more cachet and obviously yeah, Nintendo totally than a Sammy, even though Sammy did good games on the yeah. NES. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is, this whole thing is super neat. And yeah, uh, I guess we should run through the list of the, like, yeah, the, the games they list. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go first. So metal storms up here. I have played metal storm briefly and I remember liking it, but, uh, I haven't played it a lot. Vice project doom. Yeah, I've definitely played Vice Project Doom. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, River City Ransom, which is a game that we've we've dabbled and talked about a bit. Fucking it's very cool. It's it's a legend. What's cool about River City Ransom? A legendary game with like tons and tons of influence on games that still yeah. has like 
not imitators, games paying homage to it today. Yeah. Also literal sequels. Yeah. Like River City Girls is literally a sequel yeah. to River City Ransom. Yeah. Good game. Uh, Kickle Cubicle. It's another game I've played briefly. Um, and I remember it being all right, but like I haven't played it much. It's a puzzle game. The Solar Jetman. Is that is that the rare? Is that rare? That's not what, rare. Is that? It was. Oh, gosh. Who was it? Trade West put it out. The Battletoads people. Maybe it was. It was rare. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Solar Jetman's rare. Yeah, it is. Um, a lot of these, I think, are rare. They, um, they, they, Nintendo seems to already be cultivating their rare, rare relationship, which really does end up paying off for them. Yeah, oh, before this, then, it, before it doesn't, but <laughs> but for a while, it really pays off. Yep. Yeah. Between the N60, I mean, if, with, Danky Kang and if Killer Instinct. Wasn't involved yeah. during the Nintendo 64 era. That's console. Would've, that would have been a heat. That was like that console would have fucking nothing. Rare brought a lot to the table it would to the just, N64. If, if Rare was not there, it would have just been Ocarina of Time. And oh, F-Zero X. I don't know. <laughs> F-Zero X is awesome. but uh, I've never played it. <laughs> I, I, I do think Rareware, at least in the 64, was as heavy of a hitter as Nintendo themselves, which um, is crazy. And it's cool to see them cultivating that. A friend of mine had Solar Jetman growing up. So we actually, that car, I think that was the only cartridge of this bunch that was like physically owned by somebody. If this is the same game I, I'm thinking of, you can play it in Donkey Kong 64. Like there's like a little, like you can find like a, and, and you can unlock it as like a little mini game. It's cool because it's like one half Lunar Lander, one half Asteroids with yeah. like kind of big complex missions. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, uh, little Nemo, the Dream Master. This game, I never played it, but Little Nemo, the Dream Master, because of Nintendo Power, just hung over me through my whole childhood. Yeah, it sticks out. I. It seems iconic. I yeah, totally. It, it you know, as someone who's never played it, and I'm just reading these magazines for the first time, Little Nemo seems like one of the big dogs, but apparently not. Yeah, uh, Maniac Mansion, which I did not know this game did poorly. I thought it sold okay. Maybe it did bad on the NES and then did well on the PC. It's definitely which would make sense. Yeah, because that's how it honestly should be. Yeah, that tracks. I, I guess you're right. Um, Star Tropics. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all right. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, Rock. Ro- Rockin' Cats. Wait, no, this game's bad. Why are they pushing this game? Yeah. We played this game. It sucks. Did it? Yeah, well, let's move on. Snake Rattle and Roll. I like Snake Rattle and Roll. That's another rare game. Oh, yeah. And then uh, there's there's Blaster Master, and that's a classic. Yeah, Blaster Master is awesome. Kind of, kind of like River City Ransom, where it's just like people are still people making love, Blaster people, Master games. I mean, again, I don't come from this time, but I whenever I hear people who like are from this like generation that where they really played the NES as like a kid, people love Blaster Master. That game was people cool. People love it. Yeah. Shadowgate. And then, yeah, Shadowgate, Deja Vu. Yeah, I fucking love those games. Yeah, they're so awesome. Yeah, that's, and then they just listed your top ten favorite Nintendo games. Uh, yeah, is there anything on here that's like not? <laughs> I mean, it's like Contra, you know, and Double Dragon. So it's like you know, Mar- uh, Kirby's Dream do, Land. Do you have a favorite NES game? If you had to like name it, oh man, that's tough. I guess it would be probably Contra is like Maybe the one Contra. that holds. If I yeah. had to, it's like you you have to take one video game with you, and it has to be an NES game. I'll be like. Fuck, I guess it's Contra. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Oop. Maybe Mario 3. I don't know. Like, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. Kirby's Dream Land, definitely the best looking, yeah. best feeling. Yeah, that game like, looks great. Oh, uh, what a great Kirby's a vibe. Man, that Star Fox comment looks so fucking good. All right, but we got to get they through. so good. We have to get through classified info first, and I honestly have no notes. I have nothing. Let's cut this. We'll cut this whole section out. All right, cool. Let's take a break. 
Hey, you're listening to the Now You're Playing With Podcast, the podcast. Are you ready? This is the Beer Break, brought to you by Howard and Nestor. Hey, I'm Nestor. Um, glub up that beer, my friend. Here we go! Because I'm a solo man. Yeah, Alone so, Wolf. Solo travel is uh, spice of life. It's so good. It, it really is. It, uh, it makes me want to do it. This is kind of my first little taste of it. And again, it was like one of my favorite days ever. So I, I, I do have to say, like, I, I, I feel like I need to taste this dish a little bit more. There's a, uh, there's a very old, I mean, 20 years old at this point, uh, trip that Andy and I took with another friend to New York City. Which How was old have you, you guys been? Uh, 19. 19? 2003. It's like summer 2003. Damn, you're doing like big trips at 19? Uh, that was like kind of the first one. Yeah. Uh, I'd been before with my dad. Uh, like November 2001, which was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, honestly, what ended up happening, it, there there was a girl I was dating who was close to the city. So she came yeah. into the city a couple of times to hang out. Mm-hmm. We were there for the week and we stayed at the Howard Johnson because that's cheap. <laughs> and uh, our friend had like elaborate schedules where it's like, we're going to do these three things this day, these things. And what ended yeah. up happening is I went to go see Blue Man Group with him. And then I spent the rest of the week at UCB. Watching improv. <laughs> and I was so fucking blown away by it. I was like, yeah. yeah. So it's just like Rob Riggle doing an open mic on a Monday night yeah. before anybody knew who he was. That's cool. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's first taste of comedy. Yeah. And it was like the, the other guys, I think we it's all fun. went to like ASCAT, but most of the shows, like nobody cared. Like it was just me showing up at UCB over and over. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. It's nice because I, I mean, I can sometimes be insecure when I do something by myself. Like if I'm like at a uh, park by myself or something, it was, it was nice too. Cause I was traveling. I was like in a city completely by myself I was, like, as a traveler and it, it, I didn't feel insecure at all. Yeah. I need to get to that point here. Like I want to be able I need to be able to like, just go to the fucking beach by myself and be able to like own doing that. But I, I do have yeah. a moment where I'm like, I'm this fucking weirdo at the beach by myself. Nobody cares. No, no one cares. But I, get, I also I get it. Yeah, like, it, it can be weird to this go. security. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes no, you, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad when you do things on your own. You know who shouldn't be insecure? What's that? Whoever fucking illustrated the Star Fox comic. All right, let's get back to the <laughs> guys. Um, how about uh, that illustration and just general art direction in general? Like I, he's like I feel like when you're so where this is the star. Yeah, I got to set this up. This is there's a brand new comic that they're starting, right. which is based off the Star Fox game. And so you know, Nintendo's always keeps doing comics for new games, and so and the, we're getting like this a little, is before like, we've seen too much of the game too. No, we haven't really seen anything. And, they, and they are front loading. They're front loading a lot of stuff, and I do have to say, I feel like doing sci-fi like comics or something like that you do have like an extra like decision on like what is the sci-fi world like yeah because like the decisions like right off the bat you see like star fox guys like on little little hover bikes and stuff everything looks very distinct and original to i don't know it like looks or maybe just kind of looks a little ghibli-esque which is why i like it but like it's all very like weird it all looks a little like i feel like sometimes sci-fi sometimes like you see it and it looks kind of like what the future should look like yeah. And I like, I think I like sci fi more when everything looks a little actually like genuinely alien and weird. Yeah. Because like were, the hover bikes around, like they just fucking look weird. If I were to describe kind of the visual influence on this comic, I would say it sits somewhere between Mobius and it, it feels very Mobi- Mobius y, where it's like 
this very specific futuristic style with like really detailed line art. And yeah. as an illustrator, the thing that I love is there's just a ton of stippling and like woodcut style line detailing that gives it just so much, so much like rich depth. And yeah. you don't, you don't see that stuff. This, this specific style of illustration looks like something out of a children's book sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying with that. And like, I mean, that's not new. The, uh, I would say the art across the board for these like Nintendo comics have been fucking great. Yeah. It's all across the board been great. The nice thing about this is, I mean, we'll go into it a little bit better is I, I do think the writing's a little bit better than the Zelda one. I think yeah. the Fox game, it, it's games a, like have a little bit more juice there. Like I think the characters are already like super distinct. Like the characters are so clear, which is, I think at, from a writing standpoint, it's really helpful. It's like, also helpful. A, they, they have a thing. Yeah, right? yeah. And Falco's the bad boy. Star Fox is like the straight edge. Slippy's a, Slippy's a little wacky, wacky motherfucker. And Peppy's like the wise old guy who had like a history with Fox's dad. So that, that's like an interesting thing. There's, he has like interesting history that he can like just drip onto you. Yep. Yeah, they all, they all have a specific thing. It's also this world is very specific and strange where they yeah. will make references in here to like, oh, Slippy's a... What do they call amphibioid? So it's like, I don't know, space frog person. <laughs> you know, it's it's just this shorthand, yeah. like they just kind of have everything they need to like, you know, uh, there's a there's an evil empire, we're gonna fight them, everyone's animals, and go. Like you kind of yeah. whereas the Zelda thing, Zelda is a little generic. Yeah, totally. It's like very like in like as a game, it, it's very like mythic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a generic way, it's very like it very much grabs like myths and very like there's a hero. He's got a, he's got a magic sword. Yeah. So I agree. Like immediately this, I think just based off the con, like what it's based off of immediately has a little bit more going for it than the Zelda one. All right. So let's talk about what happens in this issue. So this is yeah. act one and it starts off with the Star Fox team on little floaty bikes uh, raiding a. Uh, bad. It's it's like Andros's bad guys, right? Their empire or whatever. Yeah, well, it's like, and they so they're hitting well, the a Andros supply is, run. Uh, this is again. I haven't really thought about Star Fox in terms of lore, but now that I'm like clicking it, so Andros, like in the game, the bad guy. I guess technically in the lore, they're kind of the winners, right? They're kind of more like the Empire in Star Wars. Like they're not like this weird bad guy that like they're not like orcs in Lord of the Rings. Like it's like oh, this they're not an incoming bad guy. The people who exist are the bad guys. So like definitely in the comic, it, it, they're the status quo. Yeah. I don't know if that's how it is in the game. Again, I haven't really thought like, I, I don't think I was really super invested in the story when I played the games. But. Yeah. It's more just like Corneria is a free planet that's under attack by Andros's empire. And okay. You work your way up through the empire's attackers towards <laughs> Andros and blow up his huge face. Yes. Uh, and so in this one, yeah, it's more like uh, the status quo is bad. And Fox and the boys are all. Is Slippy a girl or a guy? I can't remember. Slippy. Slippy's a guy, right? I don't know. It's a uh, little. It's a little ambiguous. Uh, uh, but yeah, they're they're doing some Robin Hood shit. They're yeah, they're hitting they, the supply run. Yeah, they're like little bandits. Little like they're little resistance that like they live in like a tree. There's like a big tree where they have a secret base. Yeah, so they don't they don't get much from this this hit. But Fox is like, go go deliver the hyper Twinkies to the villagers. <laughs> And Slippy takes off and they're in the tree. And then it really, I thought this was a really interesting character choice for Fox because Falco is like, we can't go on like this. We're not, you know, we should move to a rich planet and start stealing from some fucking peaceful motherfuckers. And Fox like blows 
like a gasket. Like he gets really pissed. He's baring his teeth and telling Falco to shut the fuck up and that they're not thieves, which I thought was like, that's not really hero energy. Like yeah, for him to be that angry. It at was, uh, again, right away they established, like I, it's interesting. They have interesting characters right away. It was fucking great. And yeah, so it was like, you have one person, they're thieves and they're like Robin hood types. One person's like, this is bullshit. Let's just be thieves. And yeah. the other person who's like pushing for the Robin hood angle, it's fucked up. He's like, yeah, I agree. His like the energy behind him being a hero or whatever is like dark. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a like little this, like dark energy behind like like he he throws I'm a in. fit and storms off and then looks at a picture of his dad and is sad in his room. And when he's when, he, and he's, when he's freaking out, he looks like his 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 literally his like voice bubble turns red. It's it's and surprising. His face is fucking scary. It looks like he. I don't think this is the intent, but Falco looks like Fox punched him. He's got like a little hit mark on the side of his face. I think he's being hit by the intensity of the words. Yeah. But it's like, whoa, dude. Um, and yeah. Fox just started like, and you can still see like redness fuming from him. And he just like storms in the room and yeah, just like looks at his dad all sad. And then uh, uh, Peppy goes to Falco and this line. So the translation in general, I think it's just really interesting because he says, Falco, my good raptor. <laughs> Have you forgotten the golden rule? What? You know, uh, right before that, Fox says we are a sort of people's appropriation committee. Committee. That is why we only raid imperial ships. So it's like, it's exposition, but it's like, there's something kind of, there's just interesting language in writing. Yeah. It, like, the, the, I think the nice thing is like, regardless of like the translation, I can see there's a little bit more like interesting intent with the characters and stuff like that, which is the sophistication of it is a little greater than like the Zelda comic yeah, just, or the Mario comic. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I love that Mario comic, but it's, that it, thing's great. It's yeah. just, I'm saying like, this is a little bit more, it's a little more dense. It's a little more written. It's a little more grown up. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, so that was, that was cool. And uh, Slippy shows up and he's got a hollow telegram from the village and uh, star Wars style. Gen- General Pepper with a lollipop uh, pops up on the screen. It's like, hey, Andros is messing us up. If you guys want to come work for us, we built you dope space fighters. We'll pay you well. And I do want to point out right now, it's like, man, how- we're halfway through the first comic and this has already given us more than the Zelda one gave us until the finale. Like, I know what every character is. I like mm-hmm. it's, and I'm in. Like, I, I, like I'm in, tr- they, they got me right away, which I thought was, uh, there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of really quick dialogue implying relationship yeah. stuff like you know the, the uh, characters are just very clear they're like General Pepper and then Fox is like wait I thought he was just a sergeant interesting you know it, it's just like that yeah. really quick it's like oh, okay so they they have a pass they're dripping detail yeah uh, just, in a good way it, uh, it's not that important but it it gives the world uh, a depth to it you know I also like. I, th- I thought it was fun because again, you don't really think about the characters of the start. You know, they're making a comic book, so they have to like contrive all this stuff. But like, I like them starting as Robin Hood types. That's fun. Yeah, I like. I it's, like it's a fun uh, start. And they kind of suck. They're kind of scrappy. They they kind of they're kind of losers. They're not doing anything. Yeah. You know, Fal- Falco. What's interesting about what Falco says is he wants them to go steal from you know like rich people and other. But he makes a point where they're not really doing anything of value. Yeah. So. He's kind of right. They should go do something bigger. Um, so and there, there's a bunch of other like just really quick details that you miss here. Uh, Mario comic style <laughs> where while Pepper is talking about these fighters, there's all these little um, inset panels of other 
uh, space animals trying to fly the fighters and they're just having a bad time. And it's kind of hard to make out what's going on. But the one that sticks out to me is there is another Fox pilot sitting backwards in the chair, just panicking in the uh, cockpit of this fighter. So (laughs) whatever these things are, they need good pilots and they don't got them. Yeah. And then we get, you know, again, very Mobius, like in its use of secondary colors. There's like these battle scenes yeah, and Andros' so forces good. ripping up it the Cornarian so defenses. Good. Yeah. Um, really great greens and oranges and browns and purples. And uh, yeah, so so it's like really clean. It's really gorgeous art. Like A, a plus. I really enjoyed yeah. it. And then, yeah, I guess that just to. I'm sorry, it keeps pure, going. There's for, like yeah, for pure linear. That, never like, mind, I'm full of shit. There's like five more pages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there's the whole thing is they like uh, the Fox group like stole. They, there's they, like a big ship, and they have to like sneak on, and they go into a little cargo thing. Is this the same kind of ship they blow up in the opening panel? Because again, apparently, it seems like uh, uh, maybe. Yeah, it's it's close. It's they've both got like kind of a big seabird style. Yeah, and I guess it's like the whole idea is like the Andros or whatever the, the bad guys are. They they have such a such a, a grasp on everything. Is like these four little four little Star Fox boys can't even get around without having to sneak. Like they they're trying to get to the city to like join the the good cause, and they have to like sneak there. I guess is, is what's happening, right? Yeah. So they're in like these shitty cargo pods um, inside the ship, and. Uh... Slippy gets to go hang out in cryo mud baths, which sounds pretty comfy. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. It Good was, for him. Yeah. Amphibioids have it made, indeed. Yeah, and they get hit with the acceleration shock, and these three are all in this cramped pod. You know it's got to, like, sweaty and miserable in there. Uh, so they, they crack out, have a look around, and they're in, like, the cargo bay, and they hear gunfire from elsewhere on the ship. Some shit's going down. Yeah, and it's like a very basic. They're and they're doing it fairly well. It's like a, and it's. A, I mean, it's. I think it's probably pretty basic writing, but like it's just fun having a. You know, I mean, I think this is just the root of like ensemble stuff in general. It's fun just to be like, hey, every character is a distinct point of view, and we're gonna have a thing happen, and everyone's gonna react through their point of view. Yeah, and every reaction is gonna be like, oh, that's that's Star Fox reacting. You know, it's that's that's fine. It's, it's basic stuff, but it's it's fun to have that. I like that. Imagine if this comic like for children was good. <laughs> yeah. You know, we keep we keep harping on it's like, wow, it's amazing how the like some of the basic functions of storytelling in these comics are effective. And I think it's important to remember for a long time there, we were just reading Nestor comics. <laughs> so it's like I want to yeah. just I want to explain like there's a reason we're so charmed and shocked by these comics coming along and then being really good. <laughs> yes, it's it's uh the origins. Yeah. They've come a long way. Yeah. So they, hey, I have a final thought. What's up with the Star Fox people's little metal boots? Do you know about the whole leg thing? No, do you? You don't know about that? Wait, are you about to explain? The, you, you know, the, like the, can't, the lore of Star Fox, right? No, what is it? The, you, uh, yeah, are you, you fucking with me? Uh, the, the, the lore of Star Fox is the uh, characters have these their legs are actually entirely made of metal because apparently in order to fly the ships that they fly, they need to sever their legs and replace them with biotic legs. Oh, okay. Do you know about that? I don't, but that makes a lot of sense because one of the things from this era, like those live action puppets that we were talking about that they, they use for the uh, box art and stuff. If you look at their ankles, those metal legs are like teeny tight, like impossible, 
impossible that a, yeah. a foot would be in there. Yeah, an no, ankle. It's, it's lore of Star. I, I'm curious if this will be a part of this. It, I guess you called it out. So yeah, it's their legs. Literally, they these pilots get their legs severed off and replaced by the robot legs. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's, that's like real part of the lore. I mean, it's not like those ships can do crazy stuff. It's like they can turn. Yeah, I don't know why. It doesn't really. I don't. I don't necessarily know the the, the physics why you would need to fuck your legs up. But that's part of Star Fox. Yeah, and they've all got they've all got the metal legs. That's like a interesting. Oh man, that's so okay. Good. Hey, I'm glad I asked. There you go. <laughs> Boom. Uh, we're here at the Game Boy Games. It's Darkwing Duck. It looks like the NES one, um, kind of Mega Man esque. Spot the cool adventure. Buckle down because we're going to be talking about this for a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you big cool spot fan. Uh, and finally, we're here at the uh, Alien Three Game Boy game. I still need to watch Aliens. Uh, or the both the Alien movies, right? I need to watch Alien 3. Is so, Alien 3 good? It's supposed to be good. It's got kind of, I think people like it. It's a, it, it was one of those movies with a really complicated past. I think Alien and Aliens are generally regarded as like the best of the bunch. And then way at the bottom is uh, Prometheus, which I have a soft spot for. I kind of like Prometheus. Predator versus Alien. Yeah, that one's not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one I've watched. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, the Ren and Stimpy show. I've, I've only seen Rocky Five. <laughs> oh, here we go. Ren yeah, and Stimpy we, show, we prepped for this Space Cadet Adventure. We watched. So this is a whole game based off one episode of Ren and Stimpy. Doesn't seem to be. We watched it before. Yeah, we watched Space Madness, uh, which was fun. I, it was a fun watch. I enjoyed watching it. I did notice while I was flipping through. I think they have other Space Cadet episodes. Oh, do they? Uh, but yeah, Space Madness was kind of the first most the famous first one. one. Okay, yeah. So it's the story that is they're in space and they're going. They got Space Madness because being alone in space makes you crazy. Yeah, they have like a thirty-six year mission they're on, <laughs> and they have six years off to take a break. And they, go, <laughs> they go insane. It's so good. I was surprised how well it hold up. Held yeah, up. It was fun. I, I was getting paranoid while I was showing it to you. I was like, uh, is he going to like this? You were, I, I liked it. Yeah. I, I wasn't like laughing, but I feel like I sometimes have that. Like, I feel a lot of like manic, crazy cartoons. Like they're supposed like they're in quotations supposed to be funny, but it's like, no, I'm entertained. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more it, just it's like, it's interesting to watch. It is very manic. Like, it, it, like the whole, co- the whole cartoon just dwells on characters losing their shit yeah it's just crazy and it's, it's, it was it was fun watching i it didn't seem like a nickelodeon show which is apparently called nicktoons at this point is it originally called nicktoons yeah ren and stimpy was a first generation nicktoon so it's like the Nick- first time nickelodeon produced their own cartoons was it nickelodeon not originally cartoons was it well it was but it was like from other places oh so this and it was like official nicktoon yeah so this uh, is where we got the cartoon doug the cartoon rugrats and I think Ren and Stimpy was the third one. Those were the first three. Okay, so I feel like, again, like all these were before my time a little bit. Like Rugrats was still kind of going strong. I actually got Rugrats all grown up, which scared me as a kid. I don't think I was ready <laughs> to like understand that we get gr- older. Like, it, Yeah, that's horrifying. It was. It was like they did Rugrats and then they suddenly, there was an episode that they did that was literally like this crazy episode of like, they... Like that's right. Mixed they, together, both the, them as babies, them as adults. And like mm-hmm. they were like trying to do two stories at once. And it was like a lot Ugh. of like, things would happen as, in the baby world. And then like they would have like regrets about it as like in the adult world or something. I, I don't remember the details of it, but 
I, all I know is that episode fucking terrified me because there was a whole episode about, I've got this like comfortable world of like these little babies who go on fun adventures. And I watched a whole thing about how they got older and they're like yeah. old now and they don't, yeah, it the, was too adult for me. The it most apocalyptic thing. Terrifying. Yeah. I remember really liking like Rugrats was a show that I weirdly got more into when I was older. Yeah. Like my little sister would watch it and I just, Rugrats is just utterly enjoyable. Yeah. Um, although as an adult, I go back and like watch the parents and I'm like, Oh, interesting. You know, cause I relate much more to the, the parents. Now. Yeah. I saw yeah. something like Perry's a photo of like the parents and it's like, isn't it weird how they look like our age now? Yeah, but they're like like the the problems that they have because they, they deal with money and one of them's an inventor and like they have like business problems and life <laughs> problems. But like it's yeah, it's weird to go back and to understand those. When I was in Paris, I kept on thinking about Rugrats in Paris. Really? I, I could not stop thinking about Rugrats in Paris. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is interesting to see. Like I need to rewatch it's I wonder if that's one of the kids' shows that would hold up it. Probably not, would be my guess. But I don't I, know. I wonder. I mean Klasky Supo was the animation company that did Rugrats and they're the same like Peter Peter Chung who did Eon Flux. I don't know who that is. Is a super weird cartoon that I love with my whole heart. <laughs> it's it's a also from the early 90s that like I honestly I saw it then but kind of like Rugrats I came to it later. Okay. And um yeah, that era of animation. There's so much weird 90s animation stuff. Dr. Katz, Duckman. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like the things that fell through the cracks as the Simpsons just ran everything. Yeah. Yeah. I am realizing how much, for some reason, like the idea of growing up scared. I remember the Ed and Eddie finale was also the, the final episode of Ed and Eddie, they were all like old men. Yeah. <laughs> and that scared, the, that scared me. Uh, there's an unproduced episode of an old web series I did called Apocalypse Twins called We All Grew Up and Have Kids. That's the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, Red and Stimpy. That, that was a fun watch. The game, who gives a fuck? All yeah, right. th- all the Ren and Stimpy games without yeah. fail are terrible. Yeah, and this is on the Game Boy. Yeah, so you you know. <laughs> hey, it's Rampart on the Game Boy. Rampart's all right. Probably. Worse on the Game Boy. It is weird that I do feel like the gap between Game Boy and NES is less. Like, if you, the, the the gap got bigger and bigger between handheld and console as we went further, because they're actually yeah. partying games from the NES to the Game Boy, and like they're worse, but they're kind of close. But like, yeah, if you switch for it to like the Nintendo DS and like. Yeah, you in know, the Wii, are, are it's the not Game really Boy advanced. The GameCube, yeah, that's. I mean, and granted, both systems are great in their own way, but like the gap's huge. You can't. Yeah, it play, starts to be a generational gap. Yeah, it's like that got bigger and bigger and bigger, and now suddenly we're at a place where they're the same again. Yeah, because Game Boy Color hit when it was Nintendo sixty four, and that was like a full color NES that's handheld. Yeah, and then Game Boy Advance hit, and it was like a Super Nintendo. And by that time, we're at the GameCube era. Yeah, and the DS, when it hit, was around the Wii. But that's when the Wii was falling behind. And that was like a Nintendo 64. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Uh, and then the 3DS, I guess you could say it was a GameCube. I don't know. It, yeah, it kind of lines up. It like, yeah, kind of just kind of dragged behind a little bit. And then there's a Switch, and it's just the same. And now it's the same. And the Steam Deck. And the Little Mermaid. Yep. Yeah, we're here at the Little Mermaid. 
I, I, I don't, I don't have any, I, I, I've never watched the, I need to watch, I should probably watch the classic Disney movies because I haven't seen any of them. Little Mermaid, I'll say this, Poor Unfortunate Souls, like the villain song from The Little Mermaid, that song rips. Yeah? It's amazing. Okay. Maybe my favorite Disney villain song. Everybody talks about, uh, oh, what's the villain song? Hellfire from uh, I, I, Hunchback of I, Notre I, Dame. I haven't seen any of these. So I've got no opinion. I mean, that song is dark and scary, but like yeah. Poor Unfortunate Souls has some sass. Like, yeah. it's great. Okay. That's all. Got no opinion. <laughs> I I sing Poor Unfortunate Souls at karaoke. Okay. All right. I'm in. I'm in. I'll I'll be Ursula. I'm in. Counselor's Corner. Uh the counselor headshots continue to improve. They do. I think the the background is now like kind of like a warmer brownish. Yeah. It's nice. It's got that, it's probably uh tobacco. And everyone's got that cool jacket on. Yeah, I want one of those jackets, kind of. I don't know about you, but... I, 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 I'd, I'd grab one. Uh, mullet count, we got one mullet. Let's see if my bosses approve. You wear, do, like, an do, old do, Nintendo do, do, Game do, Counselor do they, jacket? I wonder. I, who knows if they'd approve it? They'd probably say no, honestly. There, there's, like, a vintage chic thing to that, though, right? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I would be very curious. I'm not the one in charge of fashion. Unfortunately, all the Nintendo Power jackets you can get now are cheap knockoffs, and they are... Pretty expensive for garbage. Yeah. Probably not good like the good one, the, the real ones. Power players challenge. It's the new power player thing where they like give you little challenges and high scores. It's it was cool to talk about at first because like it's like a new thing they're doing. You know, it's like instead of like just doing that weird power player segment, they're like giving you like little achievements and challenges per game for you to try to do on your own accord. Yeah. But I got nothing else to say. There's, I don't think this is a repeatable, talkable thing. Well, there's, the not, cha- there's fucking nothing here. The challenges they give you here are not especially nuanced. Like they're all like, how fast can you beat the game? Prince yeah. of Persia is like, how much time do you have left? Team and T four. How fast can you finish the game in easy mode? Those are, those are the same. It's, this, it's just, yeah. Metroid. Can you finish the game in under forty five minutes without getting defeated? Yeah. That's pretty pretty dry, man. Yeah, I agree. It's pretty dry. I, I someone uh, a podcast I listened to mentioned that at this point all of the Metroid games are on the Switch. Oh, I guess they are. Yeah. So I've been thinking about playing them all. Wait, not not, not the Prime, not Metroid Returns though. Samus Returns, but the, that's a remake of two, I think. But it has they they added a bunch of mechanics to that. Yeah, and that, another Metroid Two remake is not on the Switch. Yeah, you have to steal again, that those, from the internet. Those are two remakes of two. Uh, mm. But like, if you want to play it like as if I said one, two, three, four, five, you can play one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, right. Okay, you're not you're not impressed. I I, I do want to play all the Metroids. Both those games that are not on the Switch are very good. Okay, well, you, Sam, Samus Returns and another Metroid I didn't Two know remake I was are get awesome. So much sass for bringing this up. The you're you're in my house now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to play all the Metroid games in in order. I might Fair be. Enough. Maybe I'll do that with our magazine. Man, Super Metroid. We haven't done Super Metroid. Right? I I would that play. Has not, that hasn't popped up yet. We should both play it for the uh, magazine. We should. I'd, I'd play it again. That's only a few hours. I'd be down. Hell yeah! I'll probably use a guide. Honestly. Yeah, that's fine. I'd probably yeah. use a guide too. Yeah. Actually, no. Maybe I should play it from memory. Ooh. And I'll have like a seventy percent clear rate because <laughs> <laughs> I'll forget everything. Uh, Zen enter 
Intergalactic Ninja. I can't yeah. remember if this is a tie-in to a cartoon, a yeah. carton, if you will. Um, uh. All right, fine. <laughs> We're d- Bomberman. Hey, Bomber. It's Bomberman. <laughs> this weird ass Bomberman art. Yeah, the artwork is. Absolute, they haven't figured it out yet. It looks like Andy drew it. It's definitely. We, we have it's, to talk about Andy and they get too many shout outs. Uh, uh, it looks like Andy drew it because this is some. They colored it with gradients, but it's like they're using the wrong. <laughs> it's just bad shading on this art. It's very <laughs> clunky. And they only have one <laughs> illustration that they're just mirroring of yeah. Bomberman. Yeah, I. Uh, but I love, I love Bomberman. Bomberman, the game, phenomenal. I love, I love Bomberman. I think it's one of the best multiplayer games. I think it goes also. I mean, does that actually? I mean, split screen doesn't really exist. What's the first game that introduces split screen? Oh, I'm pretty is that, sure is that there Gold was. Or was do you think there was split screen? Split screen multiplayer. Yeah, I think there's probably some driving games around this era that, that, that had split screen. split screen. Okay, okay. It just I oh, think, Spy versus Spy was split screen. Okay, All I right. remember that. Boom. Hey. You got it. All right. You you got me. You challenged it. I have you, you to uh, get, give me my video game nerd card that <laughs> I remembered that. That was very nerdy. Uh, but the, uh, but I, I just, Bomberman, I think is like, I feel like the best couch co-op games all exist on one screen. Agreed. And that's Bomberman. Killer Queen Black. Towerfall. Smash. Smash. Yeah. Smash Bros. <laughs> I mean, it took it, me a while to get to that. I was trying to think of another indie game that I like. Yeah. What, what other, like, are there any other good, uh, do you ever play that like sports party pack where like, there's like that pole vaulting game? Oh, what the hell? I, no, I don't know sports, what you're talking about. On friends. Oh, is that what it's called? No, no, that's a good one. I think we don't, we don't have to do this where we sit and try to think of things. Mario but, party. Yeah. Mario party's good. Golden eye. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no gone sex. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go. Let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. River city ransom. Tiny tunes. Uh, okay. Honestly, the Kirby 64 has got, it's got pretty good mini games on there. Absolutely. Yeah. God damn it. Like the, the, I feel like I'm drawing a blank, and there's like uh, this overcooked. This, overcooked is very good. That's a good one. I should have thought of that. Damn. and did not. Nidhog. Nidhog's fucking awesome. God damn it! Dude, what we else get, we, we should got? Play, we should play Nidhog, dude. My switch is packed up. I'm getting rid of it. You're you're selling a switch? Yeah. Fuck. So I can get a switch pro when it comes out. I don't think it's gonna happen when I want it to. Dude, but you're gonna sell your switch before Breath of the Wild two comes out? Yeah, I'll just play it when the Switch Pro comes out. That's that's dumb. I don't know. That's dumb. All right, whatever. Hey, we're here at Tiny Toon Adventures 2. I forgot there was a second one. You did, got- did, did we already... Did we already... <laughs> okay, I don't know. This is, did we already go over this segment before? No, but there was a first Tiny Toon Adventures game. Did we talk about it in this? Because I feel like we've talked about Tiny Toon Adventure and it had the same world map. Oh my God, did it? This is... I don't think the first one has a world map. It's the same game. No, it's a sequel. Tiny Tiny Toons is so weird, man. Like Tiny Toons is like falling off the face of the earth. I feel like even Animaniacs, which was a similar cartoon of the era of the 90s, is like, you know, they just did that revival thing. Yeah, it's still slightly relevant. Yeah, Yeah, they live in the water tower. Tiny Toons, it's like, what what the hell is this? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. Like, I, I, I do feel like a lot of our like IPs we watch as kids i feel like we actually had us like because there's an age gap between us but i feel like we had like i got a lot of what i watched were revivals of ones you watched like i had tiny tunes 
Oh, did you really? But it was like did, a different. It was like it was like they had a second it was like Looney Tunes babies or something. It was like some other like that's it was the, a revival or something. That's the premise of Tiny Tunes, where yeah, because like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and them all appear in the cartoon, and they're like the instructors. And like a lot, I like I had Scooby Doo, but it was like a different version of Scooby Doo. Oh, Scooby Doo. Like, there's like, it was like you two know, shows every decade. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> uh, but like, I feel like what 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 are little kids watching? I feel like it's like not the same IP. I think it's like different stuff now. Like there's like this weird bear show that people like. The, there's the dogs. Yeah, the dog. Bluey. Yeah. Bluey, yeah. I like Bluey. Bluey's Everything fun. I've seen of Bluey is great. Bluey's great. Okay, Bluey's fucking awesome. Blue's Clues is still around. These, is these are like little little baby kid shows. Yeah, what are baby kids watching? Uh, Blue's Clues? Is that still around? Barney's coming back. Is Can it? you believe that? There's a new Barney. He might be CG. <laughs> CG Barney. <laughs> Why, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Uh, that sounds wild. <laughs> Power Rangers is still on. Is and it? sometimes the cast that's in their thirties and you know, older like appears, which is what's wild about Power Rangers. Yeah. It's weird thinking of like the tiers of like kids shows. Cause like, I feel like, like there are like little baby kids shows that also like every tier of kids, like one to three year old or four year old that's happened, whatever, whatever the like the thing is, there's always versions mm-hmm. of like, this one's also for adults. And it's weird that like what yeah. those like tiers are because like Bluey I feel like is like for like one to f- three year kids, yeah, and that's like one that adults can watch. And it's like weird. I liked watching Blues Clues and I was way too old for it. Yeah, and I was down. Like Blues Clues yeah. was easy to watch. Totally, totally. And then there's like um, Avatar: The Last Airbender where it's meant oh, for like God. Kind of older it's kids. Secretly, but, it's actually but it's also for me. Like actually one of the best shows ever. So it's, yeah, it's like I Adventure wonder, Time we talked about many times. Yeah, but it's it's always weird that like every tier has that though, because like there are shows that are made for two a two year old to like like and just see colors and like have his hands move. Yeah, but they also were like, okay, how do we construct this that a weird little two year old likes this, but also an adult can watch this and not want to fucking shoot themselves. So funny story. Because with Barney coming back, some people online were like, why did everybody hate Barney at the time? Yeah. I think a big part of it was that show did not play well for adults. Yeah, they didn't try. They were just trying to make it for kids. Yeah. And it was just, it's kind of like Teletubbies where it's like, this is a, I, it hurts me to watch this as a human that's fully developed. Yeah. Uh, Here. Okay. So here is one thing that did not exist then that exists now. And that is live action shows for like 10 year olds. Because they still got cartoons. You can go watch some cartoons yeah. wherever. Multiple places. They still got Sesame Street. Drake and Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Drake and Josh didn't exist yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, iCarly and the I revival Carly. of iCarly. <laughs> Where they're drinking beers. Yeah. Probably. The, do they drink beers in the... It, apparently. I, I don't know. I think someone mentioned that. I, I'm not positive. Maybe that's wrong. But I, I think someone said they do drink beers because they're like adults now. Do you think like the grown-up Power Rangers when they're like in their... When they're middle age, do they like sometimes use violence for their own ends just like selfishly <laughs> once or two, but just for, I'm, just for kicks. I'm like down, I'm down for that. Bulk and skull show up and one of them just kicks him in the ribs just to see him cry. I want to see growing up at Rugrats just fucking down on beards. <laughs> you just said you found it disturbing when you watched it as a kid that, though. And, and what Tommy pickles fucking ripping beer is that, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy calls Chucky. He's like, Hey, you're coming over, man. What kind of beer do you want to slam? And Chucky's like, honestly, just as long as I can drink, it doesn't matter. And Tommy's like, wow, that's really sad that he got so real, but he doesn't acknowledge it. <laughs> like he leaves him on read in the text chat. <laughs> Fuck. 
All Honestly, right. as long as it's another drink, I'm good. That's Chucky. <laughs> Angelica. And it's just, you know, you remember that with that astronaut? Uh, she, uh, she drove cross country to like catch her husband cheating and like kidnap him or something. <laughs> you think Angelica would have done that? <laughs> I think so. I think. Got a bunch of zip ties and a, and a bag so she'd go to the bathroom without stopping the car. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we, we got to make that. We got to make that happen. Um, oh, speaking of Eon Man. Oh yeah, we were talking about kid shows everyone loves. Uh, some Eon Man thing. I, I don't know. You know what's crazy about Eon Man is he's a he's a guy with blonde hair in some kind of power suit that can he punches energy. You know, like he's punching and he's got mm-hmm. like a blue whoosh. That's exactly what Sonic Blast Man is. Oh yeah, I, I, I thought is Sonic Blast Man the person in Nestor's comic that we just read? Yeah, unfortunately, I thought they were the same person. No, I was not. about to say this is oh back to speaking of when I when I did say speaking of Ian Man I didn't mean that necessarily just to be a bad segue I meant a little bit of like oh we talked about this with Nestor Defend so this, these are different people oh I thought you were making a joke I yeah, it was I I, I oh it, no I was in the land of both I was I was in two worlds at once uh, I will say it looks like this game he time travels which is kind of cool nah all right whatever. What's your favorite time travel story of all time? H.G. Wells, the time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the time machine. I'm almost. <laughs> I'm almost old enough to be a Gen Xer. I'm off by like four years. Is or the something. time machine good? Yeah, I mean it's a legendary. H.G. Wells is like legendary science fiction. Yeah. War of the Worlds. Time machine. Does he War go, the worlds. Does he do cool stuff with time travel? I mean, he goes to the far future where humanity has separated itself into these oppressors and these sub people that live underground okay so it's like a it's like a message yeah yeah <laughs> a science fiction uh, uh, with a message <laughs> what is it what why can't we just enjoy the stories instead of making it all political science fiction a genre that's always been apolitical why are we doing this why can't we just enjoy things yeah i'm with you i'm, I'm with you <laughs> reaching the choir <laughs> Uh, what's my favorite time travel story? I, I like a good episode of Doctor Who, but I think Back to the Future has to take it. Yeah. Oh, but if it's me and nobody cares, all you need is kill. Edge of Tomorrow, the time loop science fiction thing, the the Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt movie. The the like the time loop one? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That, movie, that movie's fucking awesome. That movie rules. That movie's fucking awesome. The book and manga it's based on fucking rule also. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a Japanese light novel. Whoa. So it's like a 150-page book. Yeah. Super great. Fucking awesome. Like, that, I mean, that, that movie's a video game. The movie, like, improves it in every way, but it, like, makes it different enough that's, that you can enjoy good. both. That, because, like, I'm always so, I remember, like, Whenever I hear Tom Cruise, I just kind of shut off. My my whole body shuts down. Like, I just don't care. <laughs> like, I just, like, black out. Yeah. And I remember my dad came home, and he was like, hey, I got this Tom Cruise movie we're going to watch. And I just, I did the same thing. I'm like, uh. I, like, blacked out for a second. I'm like, okay, fine. And we watched it, and I'm just that, the the slow, like, pull of realizing this is the best fucking movie ever. Like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh, you're was, American. Like, I'm, no, sir. I'm from amazing. Kentucky. Like, <laughs> Great movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, just everything like Tom Cruise is. I think he's at his best when he's playing a dirtbag who learns, and like that. <laughs> that's he. His character is so relatable because he's such a dirtbag yeah. up front. I do what I do so that you do what you do. Like he's just a coward. How do you feel about Groundhog's Day? 
I love, I mean, Groundhog Day is what gave us that genre. Yeah. So I do love it. I haven't watched it in a long time. Yeah. What's your favorite time travel thing? Maybe Steinsgate. Steinsgate. Oh, I haven't, I don't know Steinsgate. Pretty good. Do you know know what? Do you you know what I bet? It's cool. It's like, um, because it's like a whole time travel story, but I feel like the interesting part is you're seeing this person slowly fall apart as they're having to go through this crazy time. Like, it's not even like about, like, they're not even doing like crazy cool time travel stuff. You're just seeing this person go through time travel stuff and just fucking go crazy. I do have, there's, there are time travel stories I have a soft spot for that aren't that aren't, my, aren't my favorite. Like Primer is such a fun and interesting. Actually, if I like thing, I, I don't know what that is. It's the it's like the indie movie they made for like seven thousand dollars or something. That's like you gotta you gotta invest in yeah. Primer because the time travel machine that they make the rule with it is you can only go back in time to when the machine was finished. It's like hard sci-fi yeah, time travel. Fuck yeah. And you got to be in the machine yeah. the whole time that you're traveling back. So these guys are like going back in time to try to change events at like house parties and stuff. And they're sitting in a box for like three weeks. And it's like, <laughs> and multiple boxes for multiple guys sitting in multiple. It's like, you got to have a flow chart. Yeah, dude. That's I respect that. I respect hard, especially time travel. Cause like, that's one of the hardest, I think probably the most complicated things to go fucking hard logic with that shit is fucking great. And the opposite direction is like back to the future is like so clean. Like you go, yeah. like if you yeah. go watch that movie, yeah. it is, it's a clean, I, I agree. That's a good movie. And it, it, but it follows its own rules. Yeah, like, it has its rules. Yeah, I, I agree. I do want to say one more thing on Stunge that's awesome is yes, it's a real slow burn because the first like honestly ten hours it's kind of dry like it's it's rough but it just feels like a sitcom and it's really like cheerful and like the person's really silly and to spend ten hours like with a character who's like a sitcom character before seeing them completely just fucking fall apart oh my god is awesome what if Bob Saget's uh, Danny Tanner character from Full House <laughs> yeah. after I'm, five seasons of Full House. I genuinely kind of like that. Cause like, I mean, I, I, I don't know why I stuck through. Cause I just, maybe because I knew people said it was really good, but <laughs> I, like I wasn't loving it at first. And it really did feel like I'm like this, I'm like with this like annoying bubbly protagonist. And then I'm like, Oh wait, I'm, I'm seeing him fall fucking apart. Yeah. I gotta be better at I, I, my cue for books and manga and comics and shows it's just getting worse and worse like it's yeah. well i have a weird well i don't really i just have a weird thing i read i do a lot of <laughs> the, the probably the nerdiest thing about me is i i read a lot of japanese interactive novels that's like a weird uh hole of mine it's probably it's probably the nerdiest thing that i do that i'm really into is like i love Steingate the zero escape games. Oh yeah. Those are like really real. Like Danganronpa. Like I know of all of those as things that those are in the queue. I'm supposed to play them. <laughs> they're great. Uh, they're, they're, they're like a weird spot. Uh, that AI Somnium series, which is by the zero escape. Fucking awesome. Those count. Those just, are stories. I just beat the recent. Yeah, no, they're one. Yeah. And I just beat the recent one. It's just fucking, fucking nuts. Player's Pull Contest. I hate this. Okay, so it's the Player's Pull Contest. I hate this. And it's a Wayne's World themed one, but it gets better. Do you get to hang out with Mike Myers and Dan Carvey? Uh, no, you do not. No, no way, man. They are going to party on Wayne, party on Garth. You get a Fender Strat, which, okay, yeah, Fender amp. So you're getting a nice guitar and amp. You get a video camera. You get some drumsticks. And you get a couch. Do you? Do you get the couch? 
Because it's so, look, it's, it says not afterwards. Uh, what does the fine print say? Really nice couch, not, and a Wayne's World SNES game pack. So honestly, the game pack's the worst thing here. Like getting a nice Strat is a big deal. Guitars are not cheap. Like a Do, good guitar. Is that, is that, is a Stratocaster a guitar? Yeah, Fender Stratocaster is like one of the iconic, it's like a Gibson SG oh, or something. Oh, okay. Where yeah. you can, uh, what does a Strat cost now? It, it's like, it's like. Okay, so that's kind of cool. Okay, that's, that's not, that's not bad. <laughs> I think I was confused because I saw a Wayne's World ad, immediately saw that you don't actually get to meet them. I didn't know what a strat. So I saw, okay, I don't know what the first thing is. You get an amp, a camera, drumsticks, and not a couch. Yeah. So uh, the, the guitar they have pictured here is a strat. So, okay. So that's a, so basically, like this prize is Wayne's World themed, but it has nothing to do with Wayne's World. So you're just getting like a, a video camera that's going to cost like, I don't know, it's probably like 3000 2000 bucks. I, and I also will like, so the, the so there's the whole thing where they're like they're like listing out the things and then they're also in red text like in and green text they're listing out the items you get. We'll hurl these prizes and then in hurl red, is red. In red text they're like writing down like fun Wayne's World quotes and like yeah you're not worthy, I, I see I see like what that. you're stuck on yeah and then they say a really nice couch not in like the way like like in the in the joke text did do, do, do they mean you don't get the couch. So in the fine print, it says it's a well-used couch. Estimated value of the prize is $3,000 with everything So else. you do get a couch. You do get a couch. Yeah. It's, so, a well, it's a used couch. Yeah. A really nice couch. Not. So you get a shitty couch. So you get, <laughs> that's one of the prizes. Okay. That's kind of <laughs> fun. All right. Good for them. The clarity was fucking bad. You got to read the fine print. <laughs> yeah. Read the which I, I realize is like a level of. I'm, I'm not actually, I was about to, it's, it sounds like I was about to roast you and I'm not. Cause like, you know, I don't spend that much time reading these issues. <laughs> I didn't read it until right now. Hey, I, re- I, I was, um, I read it three weeks ago before you bailed. Before you bailed. I know. I heard you the you, first time. You were time. too tired. Do you have any idea what the last three weeks have been like? <laughs> a lot going on, man. Top 20. I do. Okay. I do want on record that I did. I did. Weston did try to bail and blame it on me. Uh, you did say uh, you're going to go into another country. You, you were like, hey, man, I know you're like really busy. And I just want to say that, like, I'm going to offer you the opportunity to not to not to not do this. And I yeah, was, out I was, of out of like kindness. And I was like, no, did I already read? I'm like, no, I'm down because I had already read the magazine. Yeah. And then you responded by saying, don't make me make the decision. Don't make this on. <laughs> don't put this on me. I was joking, but if you want to, if you oh, want to oh, litigate no, this, no, 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 I'm, I'm being playful. I'm, I meant to be play. I'm meant to be. I meant for my tone to be playful about that. Now, if I remember correctly, I had like I had so much stuff going on. I just, hey, you know what? You can buy. My, you can buy my book. It came out Monday. Uh, by the time this thing launches, oh no, I'm it was like mid February. So yeah, we're recording this. So books out. Finished a draft of a thing, et cetera, Damn. et cetera. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. You, no, I, I'm with. I'm with that. You had to go to another country. You were jet to- lagged. You know, work trip. <laughs> I, I I could have made it though. Um. So the top top twenty. We're here at the top twenty. <laughs> Super NES. Uh, what are the top three? At number three, we got Super Mario Kart, which is a new it's, it's a newcomer, newcomer to the fray. Number two, hey. Legend of Zelda. I thought Legend of Zelda was me like number one for like months and months and months, but no, that's not the case because number one, Street Fighter Two, is apparently a a bigger game than Zelda. Did not know that. Um, I don't know how 
you, the listener, feel about Patreon podcasts, but I just listened to Jeff Gersman and Glenn Rubenstein's Game Boys to Men, which is Jeff's uh, Patreon-only episodes of his podcast that he does every week. Mm -hmm. They have a whole episode just about Street Fighter 2. Because they were teenagers when Street Fighter Two hit, uh-huh. so they are able to talk about not just the video game journalist related stuff they did, where they were like going to, you know, Capcom owned owned an arcade at the time That's in cool. California, just like Midway, That's Mortal cool. Kombat guys had a uh, arcade in Illinois. Anyways, yeah, if you if you want to shell out the ten bucks a month, it was a great episode. So if you want to know more about Street Fighter Two Mania or whatever the fuck you want to call it. It really was. I didn't realize, like, that's, like, one of those things where, because, like, Street Fighter kind of died out pretty, it was kind of a quick candle. Yes. Uh, and so that's one of those, like, weird, it's kind of like a little bit of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle things, where it's, like, something that was a huge deal for you that meant nothing to me. Yeah. Which is, like, a weird, it's weird. Yeah, by the time Street Fighter Three hit, like, Third Strike has a rep for being, like, a competition game that's a big deal. Yeah. But that was, like, when did that third strike hit 99 so you would have been three but whatever yeah whatever like yeah yeah so i must have been three and street fighter four was okay but like five has been kind of blah by the time i was able to develop memory you know who fucking mattered mario and cloud strife all right fair enough fucking street fighter meant literally like mortal kombat was a bigger deal mortal kombat stuck like that was a little more relevant maybe because it was just edgy and kids are gonna inherently be like into whatever's edgy but street fighters just, just did not remotely like i didn't even know the characters and like and so, i was into video games also the um that's so interesting but like you make a good point and this is actually on capcom for how they've handled the series because mortal kombat over the last 10 13 13 years when did the mortal kombat 2009 i think was the most recent like the first like modern mortal kombat yeah those games are technically complex, but they're really accessible. Yeah. Like, I love that game. And yeah. I've played 10 and uh, I guess 11 is the most recent one. And I guess Street Fighter is just now with Street Fighter 6 trying to be that where it's way more oh simple to get into. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's been just a technical game, right? It's, 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 it's about the pros. Yeah. Yeah. So you can go watch, uh, uh, what is it? Evo moment 37, like the infamous, you know what I'm talking <laughs> no, about? No idea what that is. So street fighter three, if you tap forward at the right time, you parry an attack mm-hmm. instead of blocking it. Like it's a perfect block. You don't take damage. And there's an infamous moment, which is now 20 years old where somebody perfect blocks like a 18 hit super attack. And it is, Whoa. it is the but yeah, we got we're, we got to get out of here so yeah, you can watch, watch that. Let's watch that when it's we're done. Evo, uh, Evo sounds, moment thirty seven. That's okay. Yeah, let's watch. That it's sounds like awesome. one of the greatest live yeah. moments you could imagine. Fuck, that sounds All awesome. Okay. All right, Game Boy. Who cares? Super Mario Land two, Super Mario Land, Metroid two, Return of Samus. Sorry, I went one, two, three instead yeah, of three. Fuck, two, that's one. fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah, this yes. Game Boy doesn't matter. Number three, Legend of Zelda. Number two, Mario Bros. Three. Number one, Tec- Tecmo Super Bowl. I don't know why it suddenly had its weird big jump. Good but for, uh good for them. Okay. All right. Now playing uh RIP George and Rob. I know we do. We should give them a proper set now. They they uh like Street Fighter. They, they were a candle that you. they were like a candle that bur- that uh burned quickly but not very bright either. <laughs> they were just a small <laughs> tiny candle. Yeah, what we're left with is kind of a clinical version of now playing where they still have the sections for each game. 
Uh, they tell you what the game's costs are, which they didn't used to do. So that's interesting for us as hist- gaming historians. And uh, just like a plus and minus at the end about the games. So it's it's somebody that has an opinion, but it's not your video game Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, it's like some random person. This I really feel for whoever drops $60 on you, Harley's Humongous Adventure. I guess you might already know the answer to this, but do you think or do you know if they're going to push another like worker are they going to grab another like employee and try to make them the face of Nintendo power or is that i hope they do but i don't think they do yeah because obviously at howard first and then they grab george and rob real life employees trying to make them like kind of mascots you don't think so you don't you don't remember there being another one i don't know i'm do you do you remember george and rob from yeah you do okay yeah i do uh i don't think yeah i don't know man that might be the i mean i'm cool that's i mean from from like a business standpoint i think i don't think the um, real life people represented it really did much. It did. Uh, it didn't here, but I think in general, we're about to see an era like 10 years from here where personality based games journalism is a big deal. Yeah. And that's yeah, me. Yeah, like, that's a good point. Reminiscing on like, you know, well, I mean, I guess that would be like 2003. So it may that be is weird how, like how much game journalism turned into a personality thing. It, it is, but it makes sense because, like, that's what you see in uh, like radio programs and stuff, where it's like, no, I'm going to listen to um, what was the doctor, uh, the the love doctor advice show that from like 2000. See, Do- you're Dr. not going to not Doctor Phil. Dr. This is a radio. Phil. No, Oprah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, uh, is Oprah a person? I feel like Doctor Phil and Oprah are like not personality. They're like, or maybe they are. They're like. Oprah is absolutely a personality. I don't know about Dr. Dr. Phil. Phil. I don't watch his program. Did Dr. Phil, I feel like Dr. Phil got canceled. I'm sure. (laughs) Sure he did something. Uh, (laughs) By the way, Wing Commander, that Wing Commander uh, Nintendo tape, $70 in 1993 bucks. Whoa, that's that's the cost of games now. That's crazy. Yeah, but with inflation, that's like, what, 130 bucks? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Ultima Warriors of Destiny for the NES was $60, and the Super Nintendo was already out. Damn. That's raw. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's weird. Like, that's weird to think also. Like, I'm so used to uniform price, and I guess that's kind of actually weirdly changing again now. Like, prices are getting a little more varied. It's actually. like indie games are indie games, priced at whatever. Like, trip, like, I mean, Metroid Prime just came out at $40, and then Breath of the Wild 2 is going to come out at $70. That was 40 Well, I guess they did a bunch of work on it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, fine. $70. I do want to play Metroid Prime. Maybe I should keep my Switch. Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. You're going to want to fucking play that, man. It's going to be good. Do you have any idea how much money I can get for a launch Switch? You can't get a lot, right? Easy to jailbreak. Did I jailbreak my 3DS? So much fun. There's a reason. Dude, when you jailbreak your 3DS, you need to go like, you literally download the Japanese version of Flip Notes an original like app from it <laughs> and you download it and you go into a flip note story and you click on like the third page of it and you click a certain icon. There you go. I don't know if, if there's any reason why it works this way, but they made it so. Cause, Cause it was an unpatched bug. Every con, every console has something like that. Like for the original Xbox, I believe it was splinter cell one. Oh, so it's the yes. use. There's a, they use a bug to jailbreak it. Yes. Cause it gets you into root user access or whatever what so yeah what you're doing is you know like the vita has something like that sick 
PSP, depending on the model, you have the different... Because I know for a while, the only way to jailbreak it, and you cut this out if you feel you want to, uh, but... Now it's interesting. I, I want to keep it. You, you, I know, I think one of the DSs is, is you need to buy a specific game, like Mario Kart or something, to yeah. jailbreak it. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. fucking nuts. It's always, yeah, because they figured out this game gets you access to the system. And so you download a version of that game that's preloaded to to get you that bug. So they build some sort of, like in the case of the 3DS, they built some sort of story that's going to activate this bug for you. Yeah. And then, that's crazy. That's so cool. This is the, it's the modern version of Once Upon a Time, you could hack at like a PlayStation 1, I think a PS2 also, by putting a disc in getting to a specific point in the load screen because you have like the Sony computer entertainment logo. Yeah. And when PlayStation pops up, you, you jam a screwdriver into the thing. So the drive thinks the lid is still closed and then you pop the disc out and throw in whatever bootleg game you want to play and it'll load. So this kind of stuff has existed (laughs) in one form or another for ages. It's cool. Fucking pervy nerds. Just, <laughs> why are they perfect? I don't know. Just like people who are just like trying to figure out, like it's like little bugs, just trying to like how do how do we make this happen? It's nothing more pornographic than uh, hacking technology. <laughs> Packwatch. You have anything for Packwatch? Nope. All right. Uh, I am excited for Shadow Run. I guess. <laughs> All right, great. Well, I guess that's the fucking magazine. You. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, All right. We finished it. What are we, what are we going to rate out of 10? I think we should. So at the end here in my copy, there is a Kellogg's ad because they are doing some kind of cross promotional thing with Nintendo. I'm not getting, I'm only getting this. I'm getting the Star Fox thing. Okay, yeah, so the Super FX ad is in there, too. Oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing what you're talking about. Okay, Kell- Kellogg's is playing with power. Yep. All of these Kellogg's cereals are making great Nintendo offers. See if you can match them up. Hint, in each set of clues, the first sentence refers to the cereal, the second to the offer. So you wanted to rate the cereal? I think... Which I'm down. We should rate what is the best combination of offer and cereal. So here's something to crow about. You'll never be late again. So that would be cornflakes plus whatever makes you on time. So I'm going to say it's a Game Boy watch. And I'm checking the answers and I'm right. So if you get cornflakes, you can send off for a Game Boy watch. It doesn't play Game Boy games. It just looks like a Game Boy and it tells the time. Okay, so it's cornflakes and Game Boy watch. And then, yeah, so the next one, reverse the two words in its name and it's something else. Now it's nobody else's game but yours. So that is reverse. The, okay. Reverse the two words and, and it's name and it's something, man. So corn pops, popcorn. Okay. And you get game ID stickers. I think I know where that's going to sit on our ranking. <laughs> we should just pick which are, what our, what our like top one is. Um, if we're going to go through and define these one side has something the other doesn't, you can look Jefferson and Lincoln in the eyes. I, I'm just going to look this up. I don't want to deal with this. Uh, up to okay, so this one's like a rebate up to $15 back, and the cereal is frosted mini wheats. Hey, 15 bucks, that's pretty good. All right, all right, what can you buy with $15? Nice, Uh, nice cup of coffee. Well, you're gonna get, yeah, I guess, I guess they would send you a check in this era because it's like a mail in rebate. 15 bucks, 
Yeah, so you got to buy a game. They'll give you $15 back, and then you get, I mean, honestly, that's more than one cup of coffee in 1993. <laughs> that's like 10 cups of coffee or uh, something. Just, uh, let's see what else. Think red and shiny, then get the winning edge. I don't know what that means. Is, what's what's the, there's one that says up to $15 back, and there's one that says a rebate offer. Is that not the same thing? Yeah, the rebate offer is- $35. Is for frosted bran, lightly frosted bran. And that one is, uh, how's this from your favorite brand of cereal? Two by five times 14 divided by four, the bucks you can save. That rebate offer has to be off a console, right? I don't know. It's, yeah. Uh, let, let's assume that it's a console for yeah. the purposes of rating it. And yeah. then, yeah, the last thing, uh, the one we haven't touched on, you get a Tetris game watch. With Double Dip Crunch. That sounds pretty good. Ooh, that might be the winner for me. And then Nintendo posters come with cinnamon mini buns. And then strategy maps come with Apple Jacks. Brett, what's your top pick Man, here? I don't remember any of those, if I'm being honest. I don't remember any of those pairings. I just earmarked the one that I like the most, <laughs> which is the uh, up to $15 pack with frosted mini wheats. Because hell yeah, I ate some frosted mini wheats. Yeah, I would probably say of the of the cereals, where's Fruity Pebbles? This is what you get, man. You got to. You also got to remember, it's like okay, well, the cereal sounds good, but is did, the prize good or did, is it game did, ID stickers? Did cereal fucking suck back then? No, it's the same sugary garbage that we have now. I don't know. It's where Captain Crunch not here. Is that a Kellogg cereal? Probably not. Or is it hey, General Mills? Wait, wait, wait. Maybe I'm more of a General Mills guy. <laughs> well, they're not doing a promo with Nintendo. So which one are you going to pick? I don't pick? Want any of this fucking bullshit cereal. All right. You pick none. I, right. I pick Frosted Mini Wheats. I want to rate no cereal in, in the rebate offer. 35 bucks in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> you have to buy the So you throw the cereal away and keep <laughs> the offer. Straight. And I'm giving that 35 bucks in my pocket. That gets a 7 out of 10. All right. If anybody wants that Tetris game watch... Write in and tell us. What was your if, pick? You got to rate it out of 10. Oh, uh, $15 back in Frosted Mini Weeds. That's a solid 7 out of 10. Seven. Tetris Game Watch. I would give the Tetris Game Watch a 6, but the cereal Double Dip Crunch. I don't know if that's good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the cereal is bad for me. Like, it's going to just stay. I'm not going to throw it away because I'd feel bad. But then I'm going to just, like, leave it in my cupboard until it gets ants. Yeah, Double Dip Crunch is going to turn into an ant farm. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Then I gotta spend the rebate I get on getting rid of ants. The Now You're Playing with Podcast Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Power Players Power Team. Music by Games Cameron. Find back episodes, send us emails, and do cool stuff at our website, nowyourplaying.com. It's your with an E, because we know how to do grammar. Save thirty dollars, but I spent two hundred and fifty to deal with the ant problem. <laughs>